Welcome to the uh, program. Our spotlight sponsor uh, today is Built Bar, a revolution in the world of protein bars because it's made by people who first wanted to make something that tastes really good. And second was make something that actually is good for you. The order of how you do that really matters. If you start out and you're like, I've got to make something that's good for you, then you're just masking everything. Try to make something that really, really tastes good. And then you're not masking, you know, bad flavors. Built Bar is uh, high in protein and fiber, low in calories and in carbs. It's three to five net carbs. So they're great even if you're doing something like the keto diet. And here's the best part. They taste amazing. And you will find out for yourself when you try them. BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code BEC15 and save 15% off your first order. Use the promo code BEC15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. The program begins nationwide here on radio in just a minute. program we're going to start with the corruption in washington and i don't think we're going to leave there today uh the corruption is becoming more and more obvious and we are being set up we're going to talk about fauci and his his emails and the lies and the cover-up that has been happening uh and the collusion with uh big tech but also i want to start at the white house and what the White House said yesterday about the cyber attacks. I believe we are being set up. And I explain in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Lucy just had her 11th birthday in September. Since trying Rough Green, she now waits impatiently for her meals. She doesn't seem to always be looking for different food, which is her habit. And she's initiated playing with her Frisbee, something she hasn't done in a few seasons. She's my walking partner again. It's like the clock is turning back for her. Thank you. Thanks for recommending Rough Greens. Linda, uh, thank you for writing in. And I'm glad to hear that your dog is doing as well as my dog. This is not a dog food. This is a supplement that is filled with vitamins and minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, omega oils, all the things that if you're like me, your wife is like, you've got to have these things. Most dogs love it. I don't know if your dog is going to be one of them. And uh, the inventor of Rough Greens does not want you to have to pay for a little bag of Rough Greens just to try out to make sure your dog loves it. He wants to make sure that your dog loves it first. And if they do, then you can order a big bag of Rough Greens and watch the difference in your dog. Get the free bag of Rough Greens for your dog to try out. All you pay for is shipping. Just go to roughgreens.com slash back or call 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33, roughgreens.com slash back.
I believe there are two things going on with the hacking. Uh, one, these are shark bumps. If you don't know what a shark bump is, sharks, when you are when you're swimming with the sharks, which is just a stupid idea. But when you're swimming with the sharks, you don't want to move. A great white might come up to you uh, and they bump you and they bump you to see if you move. See if your food, if you move your food it is the the first thing they do before they attack something. They check it out, see what it is. That's exactly what I think is happening right now um, in some ways with our cybersecurity. Look what has happened. 2016, Russia went into our elections. They didn't succeed, but they went in, and the only reason why they didn't succeed is because they were looking at the state level. They were not looking at the local precincts. That's something that Russians don't really understand or didn't understand. So what is the United States doing? We're trying to make sure that all of our elections are national. Uh, A huge, huge mistake. But cybersecurity... Russia was in on our elections. They were in on our elections again in 2020. Now we have a couple of other stories. Then we have the infrastructure uh, of the United States being attacked. And notice that with an exception of the first hack in 16, these are all private entities. Now, why would that be? Why would you attack private entities? They have attacked now uh, an oil pipeline. They've attacked our meat facility. The only thing that came close was the uh, New York subway system. But when they went into the New York subway system, they didn't cripple it and they didn't do anything. They just went in and uh, they had just put in new cameras Uh, And these new train cars that were all Chinese, partially owned by the Chinese Communist uh, Party. And New York immediately shut those trains down because they could see someone was inside monitoring and seeing what was going on. They did not hack it. They did not try to stop it. And they didn't hold New York hostage. The only time that we're being held hostage is with private companies. And these private companies are affecting our way of life. These are not small companies. It's not like they're doing the, you know, the, uh, what was it? Sony was hacked a few years ago. I don't really care if you you, you hack uh, Sony. I mean, I don't want it to happen, and we should be working to stop all cybercrime like this. But it doesn't affect my life. However, meat does. Fuel does. Now, I want you to... Listen to Jen Psaki and what she said yesterday. These hackers based in Russia have disrupted American gas supplies and American meat supplies. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that these ransomware attacks have been rising since President Biden took office? Well, first, I would say these are private sector entities uh, who have a responsibility mm. to put in place measures to protect their own cybersecurity. As it relates to mm. why criminal actors are taking actions against private sector entities, I don't think I'm the right one to speak to that. So total coincidence. I think you could certainly go track down those uh, cyber criminals in Russia and have a, a good chat with them. Okay. If you have any leads, okay. we'll take so, Okay. Uh, So she's mocking it. Um, But notice what she's doing. She's pointing out private sector. Now, I've never heard a White House do that before. 
I've never heard the White House hear of an attack on something that is really, truly critical infrastructure. It is private, but it is critical infrastructure. It is a private pipeline. It is a private uh, um, meat processing company. And yet the White House last time when it was Colonial Pipeline said, you know, if they want to negotiate, they should negotiate something else I had never heard before. I've never heard the United States of America say negotiate with terrorists. And that's exactly what these people are terrorists. So what's happening here? Remember, um, this is a power grab and it is part of the Great Reset. And if you understand what the Great Reset is, the Great Reset is a public-private partnership where the government is involved in everything. So if the government stops doing their job uh, and protecting us from things that are a clear and present danger to private corporations, just because it's not owned by the United States government, doesn't mean that it's less important. We have a different system here. Our electricity grid, everything should be private. But FDR threw that out the window. And ever since, they've been trying to get all of the critical infrastructure under the umbrella of the United States government. That way, they have complete control of everything. So now the White House is holding up our private companies and basically saying we're not going to do anything about it because it's a private issue. This is going to continue to happen until it gets so bad that the United States just Joe Biden didn't want to get involved. These are private. These are private corporations. I don't want to get involved, but now I have to because these private corporations just won't do what they need to do to protect themselves. And this is critical infrastructure, and that's why we need to be involved in this critical infrastructure. When it comes to gas, when it comes to fuel, I'm telling you this is what uh, is coming, and it is as clear as it was when Hugo Chavez was trying to take over Sitgo. Oh, no, 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 we're not going to. That's a private. He takes it over. And what happens? He destroys it. And end of Venezuela. This is coming with our with our food, with our gas and other critical infrastructure. And I'm telling you right now, it's only going to happen to private companies. (laughs) I mean, I know they attacked the the, uh, subways in New York, a story that most people have never even heard of. That was China. But they didn't shut it down, and they didn't hold it hostage. You attack our power grid. You attack something that is is, uh, public power, public water. Well, then you start to move into act of war. But this is just business. This is just private individuals not doing what they have to do to shore up against these hackers. That's exactly what is happening. We are being set up. The uh, White House refuses to do anything about it. Congress and Congress is in the bag. The Senate, the the Republicans are so damn busy playing with themselves and talking about, you know, what 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 are we going to what are we going to do to compromise on this latest bill? 
instead of looking at the real issues, the entire country is looking at bogus outrages, bogus outrages. For instance, let me give you this. Outrage is a fifth grader from New Jersey dresses up as Hitler for school. Now, is this worth the time it took to write? I mean, yeah, it's bad, I guess. But listen to the story. Parents are outraged as a fifth grader from a New Jersey school was given permission by her teacher to do a presentation on Adolf Hitler, in which the student listed Hitler's accomplishments. Now, this sounds bad, right? Read on. Each student was asked to choose a historic figure to present to the rest of the class. Part of the assignment, the student involved dressed up as the mass-murdering Nazi tyrant and wrote an essay in first person in a somewhat celebratory tone. The essay was then displayed in the school's hallways alongside other students' work. Still sounds bad. The essays include sentences such as, My belief in anti-Semitism drove me to kill more than six million Jews. I was pretty great, wasn't I? The controversial incident was brought to the attention of the Board of Education by concerned parents who saw the display of all the different historic figures without any context of the nature of the assignment. Here's the context. The incident was then investigated by the Board of Education, at the end of which the board announced it is unfair to judge any student or teacher in this matter because the lesson was in the context of social justice. The board further added the public schools condemn anti-Semitism and racism, yada, yada, yada. This was a teacher that was Jewish. And what they had to do was pick teacher, uh, pick historic figures who personify good and evil. The students were asked to both speak as their chosen historic figure to rationalize their actions as the historic figures might have done, but also point out as the student what these actions were, good or evil. How is this a national outrage? If you want to go on anti-Semitism, let's look at the real outrage. Uh, the head of Google Diversity. Google Diversity. Now, Google is a company that is looking to weed out uh, hate. They're running algorithms and working on algorithms to make sure that hate just isn't tolerated. Well, that's great. But how do you define hate? Well, I think the Google Diversity head doesn't really understand hate. Because um, he has posted on his blog that Jews have an insatiable appetite for war and insensitivity to the suffering of others. Huh. Now, Google, the one who's controlling speech, the one who is uh, trying to make sure that nobody says anything hateful, the head of diversity says that the Jews the Jews have insensitivity to suffering of others and an insatiable appetite for war. Yeah, but did you hear what that fifth grader did in the hallway? We are being led down the wrong road every single day. We have to understand what is important and what is a show. What's happening in our schools with CRT 
is critical. In fact, anything that's happening in our schools that starts with the word critical is critical. And it has to be stopped. But we also have to look at the bigger picture. People talking about the high gas price. Well, it's not the story of the high gas price. It's why do we have high gas prices? The reason why we have high gas prices is because the president is on a jihad against oil. He doesn't, he has stopped the pipeline. Then he didn't protect the infrastructure and didn't do anything to help. He said to the uh, colonial pipeline people, go ahead and negotiate with the terrorists. On top of that, he's doing everything he can environmental wise. He's making California look like rookies. So let's start talking about the why things are happening, why they are happening. Because that's the important part. Why was Tony Fauci lying? Why? That's the important part. We'll get to that, that story here in just a minute. Stand by. First, let me tell you about Relief Factor. Keith lives in Washington. He writes in about his experience with Relief Factor. He says, I'm 51. I've always been extremely active. I played college football, rugby, lacrosse. Currently, I own and run a family martial arts studio and teach four to five karate classes a day. A while back, my body felt like it was basically wearing out. Kept uh, hearing your advertisements for a relief factor on your show, Glenn. I figured I had nothing to lose, so I gave it a try. Wow. I have little to to no pain in my knees now. And it's highly reduced pain in my neck. I can do kicks I wasn't able to do before because I had too much pain. There is no way I could have done it without relief factor. My students and I thank you. Keith, thanks so much for listening. Relief factor is not a drug, but it was developed by doctors. And 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. So just try it for three weeks and see if it will work for you. The quick start is only nineteen ninety five. It's relieffactor.com, 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. It's relieffactor.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So a civil rights activist, the co-founder of Project 21, former constitutional law professor at George Mason University. I mean, this is a real uh, civil rights activist, not a pretend one. He said after the uh, president's speech in Tulsa on uh, Monday. He said this is perhaps one of the worst race hoaxes since the Jussie Smollett charge. When the president of the United States stands up and lies to the American people, he says that we're so racist and that in particular, if you look around in your community, you need to keep your eye out for one particular type of individual, white men, white nationalists, white racists. There is no evidence of any of this, Cooper claimed. There is evidence that this problem exists. There, I'm sorry. There is no evidence that this problem exists in the workplace. There is no evidence that this is happening in our jails. No, inc- uh, no evidence in any place. In fact, 
I ask right now for the president of the United States to declassify whatever intelligence he's purporting to rely upon to make this claim. It is a flat out falsehood. He went on. We are having a circumstance now where we are we are told that what we see we must deny and then only listen to the lie. I can't. I mean, it's amazing to me if you know anything at all about history, if you know anything about the Second World War, you take the big lie and you just keep repeating it over and over and over again, and people start to believe it. That's exactly what's happening. And people are being locked into place. If you believe in the Constitution, if you believe in the rule of law, if you believe that there is racism, but anti-racism is racism in and of itself and will only make the problem worse, you're going to be deemed a problem in the future. This is why we all must stand up now. If you haven't, if, if you haven't looked into what is being taught in your school, even if you don't have kids in school, Please go to the school board meetings. Please run for a school board member. The extremists have been running for a long time, and they are deeply embedded in our schools. In North Carolina, the county, uh, one of the counties in North Carolina, Surrey County, just banned Coca-Cola machines. It's something. It is something. The reason why they're doing it is because of their left-wing politics. These companies are going to get worse and worse and worse. Remember, I told you yesterday, look, what, look what's happened with COVID. We're now finding out that much of this has been a lie. This is real, but we've known where it came from. It was something that we, Fauci, knew about. And he knew about several of the things that were helpful to not spread it. And we did the exact opposite of those things. And what has happened? The global corporations have gone more powerful. They have become richer. And the entrepreneur is being crushed. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So for all the cyber criminals uh, that might be listening to the program, stop it. Stop it. Your mother would be ashamed of you. Anyway, I know cybercrime is fun and profitable, but stop it, will you? First, it was voting and we took it. Then it was the oil pipeline and we took it again. Now you have the gall to hack into the meat packing industry and try to steal beef. Have you no shame, man? The answer to that is, no, uh -uh, not really, they don't. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting your life. Every day, you put your information at risk on the Internet, and in an instant, a cybercriminal could harm what is yours, and especially if you are, um, especially if you're just a private company or a private individual. Well, you didn't do what you needed to do. Do what you need to do. Sign up for LifeLock. Nobody can protect you better than uh, um, LifeLock against identity theft. Even they can't capture everything, but at least you have the most powerful firewall around you. 
save up to 25% now off your first year at lifelock.com. That's lifelock.com. Promo code BECK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code Glenn. 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're here. It is Thursday. We're almost done. Almost done with a uh, another long week. Uh, welcome and uh, hello to Steve Brigier, otherwise known as Stu, for reasons which we won't discuss at this point. It involves <laughs> prison time and uh, other things. Hi, Stu. Rough period in my life, Glenn. Thank you for uh, having me on the program. It was. Mm-hmm. It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Well, we're 35 minutes into it, and so far you haven't contributed one bit. Yeah, you've been running your mouth like crazy. Um, But I did have a couple of questions (laughs) as you're going through your... You have a couple of questions. Your cyber uh, monologue there. You know, do you feel... Do you disagree with it? No. No, I don't think I do. I I feel like we're in that position, and tell me if, if you think this is correct. In that, like, we went through a lot of these things together in 2000, in 1998. I remember doing a show with you on WABC in New York where you talked about Osama bin Laden and, you know, bodies in the street of New York City. Uh, three years later, it became this reality. There, The threat, you didn't make up, you weren't like, you know what, I think this guy, this random guy in Afghanistan is going to be really mean. The threat was right. known, right? But it was sort of bubbling right. below the surface. It was, we knew something could happen, but we didn't think it was going to change our lives. 2004, we, I remember doing a show uh, a, almost a year to the day before Hurricane Katrina, where we talked about the threat that was real for New Orleans and how if the wrong yeah. you know hurricane hits New Orleans, it could be underwater and the whole city could be destroyed. It was a known yeah, threat. I called it the most dangerous city, the most yeah. dangerous city in America. I called it that in 2004. Yeah. And 2005, re- almost to the day. Almost to the day. And I remember thinking like at that time, it was a known threat. But it it didn't mm-hmm. feel like it was going to change the national picture at any point soon. It was just bubbling mm-hmm. under the surface. You know, how many shows have you done over the years where we talked about the potential of a global pandemic breaking out? When we talked about it, you know, with, with previous threats, we knew, everyone knew there was a, a threat of a pandemic that could that could do massive damage and kill a lot of people and shut down Mm -hmm. economies. But it never felt like it was around the corner that it was going to change our lives until it did, right? This cyber Mm -hmm. attack situation feels like that to me, where we are, we hear these things all the time. We know they're going on. The threat is a known threat, and we know it's possible that it could shut down society and change everything in a couple of days do you think that we are in that period before the storm hits us in a year and two years and three years oh yeah and i think that it is uh i think again it's going to change the world in ways that you can't imagine um i personally think that uh you know that the democrats have a good thing going for them right now all they have to do is create the situations uh, that cause trouble or just let trouble happen. And then they can rush in with the answer. Right now, it is it is not a coincidence that Pataki is saying, don't talk to me about it. <laughs> You're changing talk the name. To the private sector. <laughs> OK, you know, no, her name is Jen Psaki. 
You've been saying yes, Jen but Psaki sucks because you think it's funny. Then you called her the no, no, former no, no, no. governor of New York, no. George Pataki, which he is. He is not. Yeah, so she's not that, but uh, she sucks almost as much. Uh, in fact, a little more. Um, but, uh, you know, and I'm not going to be her family has been holding the pee silent for generations. Mm. And I will not be a part of that oppression uh, from the Pasaki family. Anyway, um, uh, you know, it's not a coincidence that she is saying talk to the private sector. Why would the president of the United States and the White House say that you just had you have really high prices. Prices are going higher over the summer for gas. We're already, what, 50 percent higher uh, than we were a year ago in gas. Part of that had to do with with the colonial pipeline. The rest of that had to do with the policies and shutting down the Keystone pipeline. And the president at the time said something I've never heard before. Maybe this private company should just make the decision to negotiate. What? Now the meat. This is another critical infrastructure. Meat? Well, they're already doing things to hurt the uh, beef industry. They're already hurting farmers. And now they don't do anything when a quarter of our production of food... A quarter is disrupted by another Russian gang. And what do we do? Saki says again yesterday, well, you're talking to the wrong people. You should talk to those industries. They refused. They refuse to do what those companies should do, protecting their infrastructure. Stu, this is a setup. This is set up, and I'm not saying that they're colluding with the Russians. They're just not letting an emergency or a crisis go to waste. Well, they are setting this up. Do you, do you remember what Will Wilson did with the uh, the Black Tom explosion? Black Tom explosion happened in I think 1914. It pierced the 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 chest of the Statue of Liberty. The reason why you can't go into the arm anymore is because of the Black Tom explosion. It was a munitions explosion. It was done by the Germans. But Wilson couldn't say that because he was promising the the world, if you just reelect me, I won't take us into war. Well, he was lying. Once they needed the truth, they revealed the truth. In December of 1941, they start talking about, oh, we found out the truth. But Wilson pinned it on capitalists not doing the right thing. Mm. It's the same thing. It's the same story. It's happening again. It strikes me as, of course, it's true that a, a private company has a responsibility to protect their, you know, they shouldn't yes. just leave their website wide open for everyone to hack, just like you wouldn't leave your doors unlocked or not have an alarm system at your at your business. But once a crime happens... The government is supposed to be involved, right? I mean, isn't that how this is Correct. supposed to work? Correct. Not necessarily to protect it, but to enforce the law. If, if, but this is what the Democrats are doing. Lawlessness everywhere. And that creates a problem that they can then step in and say, we have to nationalize. We're going to have to nationalize all of this stuff because the threat is just too big. And as it continues to grow and things become more expensive, things become, I mean, I was in the grocery store 
uh, yesterday, and I was with a friend, and uh, he lives up here. I'm up at the ranch, and he lives up here. And he's like, you know, I didn't even put this together until now. There was a guy working at the grocery store that used to work at the, um, you know, the place where you buy motorcycles and, and forerunners and snowmobiles and uh, eBay and uh, Rhino, you know, all those things. Mm-hmm. What'd you say? eBay. No, <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a, you know, it's a, it's a shop and in a, in a, uh, an area like this where, you know, farmers use forerunners. There's always business happening there. Mm-hmm. Well, the guy who was used to work there is now working at the grocery store. And he said, I never put it together until just now because I had asked him, Hey, um, we have one of our rhinos down. I got to get a, I got to get a forerunner. Is there, is there anything, you know, that we can, we can get, how much do they cost? And he said, well, you can't get them now. I said, what do you mean you can't get them? He said, they've, they've let everybody go uh, because there's no product to sell. Hmm. No product to sell. I've never seen that in my lifetime. We have taken everything from our food to our medicine to, to, uh, chips i mean silicon valley all of our chips are not made here anymore our fuel we were energy independent we're going to be dependent on somebody else again we're insane right now insane we're not paying attention to the real threat which is inside of our nation and instead what are we doing you're of course the real threat about you're talking about white supremacy i i would assume yeah, exactly. Right. Right. We are yeah, paying attention exactly to that right. one. Um, so, yeah. honestly, like, I, you know, again, I, I think Joe Biden is a terrible president. <laughs> Just have that be <laughs> have that being said off the bat. But like, this is a difficult problem. What is he supposed to do? I mean, you know, you have a, a, you're not going to go to a uh, to to war with Russia. You really like to mm. avoid that if it's at all possible. You're not going to go to a war over hamburger prices going up or or gas prices going up. You know, they shut down the entire power grid. There very well could be planes in the air. So you have to stop it well before that. What are you supposed to do if you're Joe Biden? So I don't think that they are going to shut down uh, power grids. I don't think unless they are unless they are privately owned, they will shut down privately owned things. But anything that is in the public realm, I don't think they're going to do. I could be wrong on this, but those things uh, cross into act of war. This is just look at the look at the White House's stance. It's just private industry. You'd have to ask them if it was a, a national uh, grid, uh, then the president would have to comment on that. And that would be an act of war. The president should be taking and so should Congress strong steps against Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin is not responsible, I don't think, for these things, but he surely knows what's going on. Nobody does anything this big against a nation as powerful uh, that used to be as powerful as the United States of America uh, without his knowledge. You would never do it. So he is he's at least just invisible on this. Just I don't know anything about it, but he absolutely does. 
And the president should be leaning on him hard. And I'm sorry, by going to see Vladimir Putin, do you think Biden is going to put Vladimir Putin in his place? He's a bumbling fool at this point. Yeah. And I say that with sadness, but our president is a bumbling fool. There is a belief inside intelligence circles that basically the the U.S. government is denying what they know, which is that this is, while maybe not directed specifically by the Russian government, uh, these attacks are allowed uh, to go on and encouraged to go on. Go ahead, play, see what you can find, see what you can do, and we're not going to stop you. Just don't do anything in Russia or to any of our allies. Is that what you believe the situation is? Yeah, I do. I think they are, you know, do not go after anybody in the former Soviet Union. Don't go after any of our friends. Uh, But have your way with the United States. I'm going to turn a blind eye, but uh, have a good time. You know, the other thing that I think is interesting on this is the name of the, the hacker group this time around. Have you heard people try to pronounce it? No. It's really it's really evil. I mean, it's really easy. It's evil with an R at the beginning, as in Russia. <laughs> Revil. It mm. is e- the word evil with the word with the letter R before it. Subtle. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's really subtle. Isn't it? It's really, really subtle. All right. Our sponsor this half hour uh is uh my pillow perfect night sleep you can get every night with my pillow he has the pillows he has uh sheets he has uh a um uh, what do you call it a, like it's like a uh, a mattress pad that can make your your sleep so much better because it distributes heat evenly um and so you're not hot and turning you know tossing and turning all night Right now, for a limited time, he's offering his premium my pillows, the ones that started it all for the lowest price ever. You can get a standard or a queen premium my pillow for now twenty nine ninety eight. That's a forty dollar savings. The kings are only five dollars more. It comes with a sixty day money back guarantee, but you're not going to need it. It's my pillow. MyPillow.com. Click on the new radio listener specials there. You're going to find not only this great offer, but also deep discounts on all other MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bedsheets, which are fantastic. The MyPillow mattress topper, the MyPillow towel sets. Enter the promo code BACK or call 1-800-966-3117. Get the great radio specials now. Enter the promo code BACK at MyPillow.com. Well, at least we don't live in India. Uh, there is a story out of uh, India, a tragic story about uh, a bride and groom that were about to be married. Um, everything was set. The family was all there. It was happening at the house. And um, the bride just uh, says, I don't feel well. She clutches her chest. She dies of a heart attack. Rushed to the hospital, declared dead. Apparently in India, you take the body back to the house. I don't know if it's laying in state or whatever. But uh, they didn't know what to do about the wedding. You know, there was the groom all dressed up and all the, you know, every all the guests were there and everything else. So he, uh, I mean, in an act of really true love, uh, he said, 
What about her? The younger daughter. And the family said, uh, sure, okay. And so the younger daughter put on the dress and uh, got married. Uh, so with the dead sister in the other room. The brothers said it was a little weird. Uh, <laughs> that might be the understatement of the year, but uh, at least we don't live there. Uh, is, is, this, uh, is this movie called The Hunter Biden Story? Uh, it's, it essentially seems like... <laughs> it, it really kind of is. It's basically the same it's story. It's exactly The Hunter Biden Story. <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh, I, I will say, me? a lot yeah. less drugs, less hookers, less embezzling, less, uh, less overall crime. I don't want to. I don't want to disparage this wonderful family uh, that you're talking about. No, <laughs> no, I, by I calling them Hunter Biden. And if that's not a story of true love, Stu, I don't know what is. <laughs> you know, yeah. your your bride dies, and you say, I don't know. We got a lot of money into this. How about her? Yeah, I mean, like, I look, I, how about that one? It's, it's even a newer model. I mean, it's. Uh, I'll take the <laughs> yeah lower miles, lower <laughs> miles. I'm just saying, you're getting a deal. This is the Glenn Beck Program.